0: What is the effect of being told what not to do instead of being told what you can do? I'm your host, Sylvia Morn, and you're listening to the Music Secrets Exposed podcast. Hey, hope you're doing good. As I record this podcast, it is September of 2021. Just this weekend, I was told about a story of this guy who was found outside in the middle of the ocean after 146 days. He had survived being out in the sea for that length of time. I think a Filipino trawler picked him up and he was lucky to have survived. However, that's what some would think, but Prior to him getting lost in the sea, he was one of these young people that just didn't fit into society. He was causing trouble. He was getting into all kinds of issues and causing havoc where where he lived with his family and his friends. After his experience of 146 days, he learned a few key lessons and he had a realization of which he talks about now a lot in relation to the current education system that we have within our schools and so on. And one of the key points that I took away from his story was, he said that very often students and even the world, the powers that be tell us what we can't do. And we become used to being told all the things that we can't do instead of reversing that situation and being told what we can do. You see, when you're told what you can do or what you're allowed to do, suddenly you feel empowered. And then when constructive criticism comes in about that some form of improvement needs to be done in some skill that you're trying to achieve or that there's new information that can change how you do something, you can handle it and you can accept it and learn it a lot easier. But if society and if The education systems of our day at grassroots level keeps telling us you can't do that or you can't do the other or you can't do it this way. You have to do it this way or you can't, you can't, you can't. It's very much soul destroying, particularly to those who have an artistic leaning or a talent for creativity. Being told that you can't do something very often kills creativity instead of allowing it to blossom. Now, I understand that creativity needs guidance. It needs attention from, you know, tutors and wiser sources that have studied an art form in a particular way and have a particular high level skill in that said art form, whether it be music or painting or sculpture or just simply making things like furniture or creating something. But the thing is, it all depends on how that criticism is handed to the student. Again, if you're told you shouldn't do it this way, you should do it that way. You can't do it that way. That's wrong. You should do it this way. The rules say this. The rules say that. You have to abide by the rules. The rules, the rules, the rules. Well, then you're stunting creativity. You have this idea of, okay, I have to fit into this small little two by four box and I have to live a certain way and I have to be a certain way and I have to perform my art form a certain way. We understand that there's basic rules underpinning life. And if we leave it in musical circles for this purposes of this discussion, we might say that the understanding of rhythms and genres and styles are to be understood. But that doesn't mean creativity should be stunted by rules. And this is a fine balance, which I think many of us musicians, for those of us who are a bit rebellious, tend to challenge. What is creativity and how can we express our creativity? Because there are examining systems out there that have been established over hundreds of years and for very good reason. They have rules and and all of that which have to be learned. But I hasten to add that there should be allowances made for creativity and the allowances should be made for improvisation, for composition in the contemporary sense, because let's face it, our environment shapes us as human beings. We're in this technological environment of modern music, contemporary art forms, you know, new styles of interpreting rhythms and instrument combinations and all of this. And that should be encouraged within educational circles, that rules shouldn't bind up everything. Rules should flex a little, get the basic foundations in and then allow creativity, allow composition of new forms, allow improvisation to take place and critique it with constructive with constructive criticisms. This is one thing that has concerned me as a music tutor for years is this idea that rules define how somebody plays an instrument rather than understanding the rules that underpin music in general, understand the different genres and then explore a new form of creativity and encourage students to write songs and compose music and teach them how to improvise so that they get a greater handle on their instrument. Now, coming up in this week's interview slot on Friday, I'll be talking to a man by the name of Robert Gilmer from South Africa. And he's got a lot of things to say on the topic of contemporary music versus classical rules. He himself is a, is a supporter of creativity, of compositions in the learning mode of students when they're in those early years of learning their instrument. And it makes for very interesting listening. It's quite a lengthy interview, so I suggest that you stay with it and listen to it right to the end. Robert himself is a singer and he's doing his master's at the moment, finalizing all of that. But what would be very interesting for you to hear is his thoughts surrounding the whole idea about singing and classical music versus contemporary music and how someone should start singing when they should start singing. And the types of examining systems that are out there and his opinions on all of that. So I encourage you to listen to that interview, which will be published at 8 p.m. GMT plus one on Friday. Now, to other news, we know that we're headed in now to a new season. We're here in the northern hemisphere heading into the winter season, which means that the academic world is really starting to kick off. And now that events are starting to return, I challenge you to get to some event and support your local artists in your local town, village or city. As the weeks are progressing since the end of August, I am hearing more and more events being planned, being publicized. And there are opportunities for all of you musicians listening to this podcast to attend events now. The lockdown has kind of lifted and we're in A realm of where if you are in a position to go to a concert or to go to your local public house and have some great session with Irish musicians and just get back into the zone of the arts, I suggest you do that. There are some clever artists out there that are doing amazing events and doing very different events since they've had the time in lockdown to create new forms of music and compose new pieces of music and even get new repertoire learned. So by all means, go online, have a search, see what's out there and support who you can. Now going to these events is a great opportunity for students and parents to get an understanding of a particular instrument maybe that they are thinking of learning, whether it be the well-known piano or a cello or the flute or a concertina, illin pipes, you name it. There are so many choices of musical instruments out there that going to events or going to festivals this autumn is a great opportunity for you to just hear these instruments in their real form and to maybe even speak to musicians and talk to them and ask questions before you make the final decision of exploring an instrument and dedicating a lot of time to learning your chosen instrument So with that said, I wish you a great week and I'll see you back here on Friday for the interview slot with Robert Gilmore from South Africa and not to miss episode again. And it's very interesting, particularly if you are a singer or you want to start singing and you want to get lessons for singing, take a listen to the interview and you'll learn lots. Have a great week. Talk to you then.